0: Welcome to the DC Daily Drop, your one-stop shop for today's important news in DC movies, TV, and comics. Here are your hosts, Tom and Zach.
1: Hello and welcome to a, a special edition of the DC Daily Drop. It's Tuesday, October 11th, and we are going to be talking about Batman Return of the Cape Crusaders, which we watched in theaters last night. We'll start off with a little bit of non-spoiler talk, but we'll get into a spoiler-filled review later. Uh, but we'll be sure to let you know at what point that happened so if you haven't seen the movie you'll know when you can jump off uh just to to start off with what'd you think of the movie overall zach i i really liked this movie um
0: i think i laughed more during this movie than i have in a really long time being in theaters
1: watching a movie so yeah that's... way more than i expected to yeah definitely <laughs> so we both of us just recently watched the the live action movie from 1966, we reviewed it last week if you want to check that out. But I think that helped a lot in terms of recently watching it. So we had a good understanding of what we were getting into and what to expect. Definitely. And I think this did a good job of honoring that, but adding something new to the Batman 66 legacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to start off with just talking about the theater with this Fathom event, Uh you never know what you're going to get into. We we saw the the Killing Joke back in that was the end of July, right? Mm-hmm. Early August, and it was about a full room, right? Yeah, I mean, there's a ton of people, 90 percent filled. So we were expecting a pretty good crowd at least. I didn't think it would be quite as busy as the Killing Joke, but um, our theater we're not we're not in the biggest town, um, but it was not full at mm-hmm. all to yeah. say the least uh we we actually counted so there was three showings uh two o'clock at 7 30 and a 10 we went to the the 7 30 and there was a grand total of 10 people yeah. in the entire theater which was kind of a bummer yeah. um, and
0: i yeah so we made up 40 percent of the audience and i yeah we you, were there with two we other would be people able to,
1: right we'd be able to hear other people laughing but i did i just kind of heard us laughing which is well we were, we were so spaced out you know? right <laughs> so i was i was kind of bummed out for that it was still a cool experience though to see to see it on the big screen with some friends uh i just wish more people had shown up and i don't i don't know if that's normal for everyone across the nation or if that was just not a big thing at at the theater we went to but um yeah so i don't know if we're going to be seeing more events like this uh if if that's going to be the turnout because the killing joke made about 4 million Mm -hmm. in its two-night release and I don't, you know, based on the numbers we saw, I would be shocked if this made a million.
0: Yeah, they I mean, they they brought in one hundred and fifty dollars from our theater. <laughs>
1: yeah. So. <laughs> right. So, yeah. But moving on, you know, uh, I guess we'll, we'll start off with a non spoiler summary and review. Um, what would you say happened in this movie, Zach, without getting into spoilers? How would you summarize it? Um,
0: I, I would summarize it as everything that you loved about batman if you watched the 1966 movie and you loved batman and the fact that he is a moral upright stand stand stand-up citizen who is against all of the bad people but wants to fix them reform them reform them you will enjoy this um if you love seeing batman be put in crazy situations absolutely insane (laughs) situations that they could never do like in a normal movie then this movie you will enjoy this movie um and if you were looking forward to maybe seeing Adam West as Batman do some things that you didn't think you would see Adam West as Batman do, this is a good movie. Ever,
1: right? Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So without getting into any spoilers, sort of this the 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 main plot going on is you know Catwoman, the Joker, Riddler, and Penguin have gotten together again, and uh, they're trying to do whatever they do, bad villain things. Um, I don't want to get into that too much because it would be a little spoilery if we talked about what they did. Um, But going into the review, you really enjoyed the movie, right? Yeah, definitely. And so did I. Um, It is, like I said, it sort of completely honors the 66 movie and TV series, but it adds new things to the legacy. And it's totally unapologetic. It is definitely for people who liked Batman 66. They're not trying to cater to new fans they're saying this is this is the story we're telling and this is what these characters are like Mm -hmm. um one of the things i really like there's a nice intro going into it that sort of has the comic comic book uh covers so you'll actually see adam west's animated batman and and robin on the cover of different books like detective comics number 27 batman's first appearance they recreated that in animation which looked really cool and it was just a fun way to sort of for people who didn't know what they were getting into. Um mm-hmm. I thought the movie started kind of slow, but and I was worried it would be a rehash of, you know, the old movie or something like that, but it actually really built it built up and it sort of got the momentum going after 10 or 15 minutes and it didn't just rehash the plot. It sort of it looked like it was going to one way, but then it went its own separate way and told a story I didn't think they were going to tell. Yeah. <laughs> and um and sort of made it work somehow. It, it, they did something that shouldn't have worked, and it worked, especially if you're a fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: the this movie was, was very, very funny, and to the point, like, I think it, it might be fun. It's funnier in a different way than the original 1966 movie was, because right. I think nowadays they are even more at liberty to poke fun at themselves, to realize that this is almost a parody of itself and supposed to be campy and funny. Like they knew that back then, but this was, that was the only representation of Batman on TV or in movies. And now that we have so many different Batmans, they could really go all the way making, like making it funny and just
1: putting in tons of joke after joke, basically. And referencing the other versions of Batman that have come after it, Yeah, which (laughs) was something I think they handled really well. They didn't do a lot of that, but when they did, it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Like you said, it was very funny overall. I mean, there were some pure laugh out loud moments that I think you would have laughed at more if you, if you know the, if you know the original 60 series, but I think you could still laugh at it even if you hadn't. I mean, we were, we were with a group of four, two people, you and I had seen it. The other two hadn't seen the, the Batman 66 movie and they were laughing too. And they found oh, yeah. it very funny. Um, so overall, I think if you're, it's definitely worth checking out when you say, Oh yeah. For sure, if you, whether you're a fan or not, um, what do you think before we get into um, spoiler talk? What do you think of the special features? So before they had an introduction, sort of with uh, geeking out with Kevin Smith and Greg Gumberg. Grum- Grum- um, what do you think of that segment? Yeah,
0: and and Tiffany Smith, yeah, um, it was it was nice. I guess it was cool to see them talk about it, but it was really just them hanging out talking about why they like Batman.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it was more for uh, people who hadn't seen the old series, so they sort of introduced it to them and let them know what they were getting for it. If you've seen it before, it's probably not worth looking into, so I don't think you necessarily need to see that if you weren't watching it in theaters. And then after the movie, they had yeah. uh, what's going to be a special feature on the Blu-ray and DVD. The Was it the Desperately Desperados or whatever?
0: Yeah, the Dastardly Desperados kind of
1: just talking to the different voice actors uh, right especially the ones that are playing the villains in the movie yeah so you get to see adam westbert ward julie newmar and then all of the all of the new actors who are playing the villains mm-hmm. and, and that one last thing what did you think of the the cast and characters overall i i thought they did a really good job i mean
0: obviously adam westbert ward julie newmar getting to hear them all together again was really good um Some of the voice acting for some of the villains is maybe not the strongest, but overall it didn't it never really took me out of the movie, at least personally for me. So Right. I think it didn't take me out of it, so that's that's all I can ask, really.
1: Yeah. Burt Ward, like to me anyway, doesn't sound like he's aged a day in his voice. He still has the Robin voice. Like he just (laughs) he pulls it off. And Adam West, you know, you can tell he's aged a little bit, but he still is able to play that straight guy that you know, it takes everything super says the most ridiculous things, but in such a serious way. Um and Julia Newmar is very good. And yeah, I think the the rest of the voice cast worked well. Um the Riddler was the one that sort of I noticed the least that it was a different actor. Mm-hmm. Um you know, the the Joker was trying to do Cesar Romero but and he did, um, but it you could tell it wasn't quite. And the penguin just you know, he had the, the penguin <laughs> down. So <laughs> That's really the most important thing about the penguin in this series. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's it for um, the non-spoiler review. Definitely worth checking out whether you were previously a fan of Adam West's Batman or not. Uh, So now I guess we'll get into spoiler talk. So either stop listening if you haven't seen it yet or prepare to be spoiled. (laughs) So, all right, moving on to spoiler talk. So what, how would you, how would you want to summarize this? Essentially, what the the villains try to get the the replica ray mm-hmm. to recreate things. We think they want to create a new Earth. Three they numbers. go to space, right? Uh, yeah, so they go to outer space, and then we see, of course, the Bat Rocket. Uh, so Batman and Robin go to space to capture them. I think important to note too, but before
0: all this happened, Catwoman has created the Batnip that yes. she wants that can control Batman, and she scratched him and. We don't think it's affected him yet. And then
1: they're in space and everything. And so, so he sor- slowly starts to devolve. It just affects him slower because he has such strong moral fiber. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they're in space and they fight it out. They get him sent back to space, right? They get him mm-hmm. sent back to Earth. Um, we get to see the Bat Rocket going to space. <laughs> they, of course, have a hidden room in the Bat Cave, which has a spaceship. Right. Called the Bat Rocket, because why it's wouldn't an, they? It's an important tool for crime fighting, Robin. Right. Right. Um, So they get him sent back to space, but quickly we find out that Batman is being affected by Catwoman's poison. And he's sort of turning angry and hostile. And he decides quickly to take over Gotham (laughs) using a replica ray to recreate Batman. Uh, So we see um, Robin and Catwoman have to work together to bring down Batman. And they do that by going to Gotham state penitentiary and releasing all of the villains that they had previously captured. Um, a lot of them from the TV show and a lot of interesting ones. So we get to see cameos of them. And of course they release everybody, but Joker penguin and Riddler. Um, yeah. So they all have to work together to bring down Batman. (laughs) Yeah. And then Joker penguin and Riddler were actually
0: replicas and, Yes, they weren't ever really in prison, and so it's all the whole thing is just a giant ruse to for the three of them to go steal all of the priceless artworks
1: and irreplaceable treasures. So the it's Gunther the museum. most museum, the most ridiculous and over the top plot, and it it just fits perfectly. There's so yeah. many plot conveniences and everything like that. Uh, they really take advantage of being in an animated format, so they can have more action, more you know, they don't have to worry about special effects budgets, so they can have them in space or. Anywhere else, you know. Um mm-hmm. so what were some of your favorite things about this? Uh there's there's almost too
0: there there are too many just funny one liners and little jokes and gags to list, but like there's definitely some that stand out. One of them is Batman and Robin show up and they're going to confront uh Joker, Penguin, Riddler and Catwoman. And so they park the Batmobile in the middle of the street. and robin goes to cross the street and there's a nice little psa about how crosswalk or how jaywalking is bad and so he says quick robin to the crosswalk and then they just slowly (laughs) walk across the crosswalk
1: (laughs) batman waving thank you thank you everybody for stopping uh yeah there's a ton of funny things like that and we're not even doing it justice but some of the cool references i like to see sort of Uh, Batman got knocked over the head and saw the three Catwoman to reference, you know, that he, you know, there was three different Catwomen who played it in the Batman 66 series, which I thought was really cool. Um, One of my favorite, the coolest Batman moments is when they're in the spaceship and Batman's starting to be affected by the poison and he is turning angry. And Robin's like, well, we better send him back to, better send him back to the penitentiary. And Batman just goes nuts and talks about how um, we're not in Gotham anymore. We're in outer space. We can do whatever we want with them. <laughs> and So he pulls out his brass knuckles and just <laughs> goes to town on them. Um, and that's when it, they have the awesome lines where he does the Michael Keaton Batman 89 reference where he says, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. <laughs> and then he does the Dark Knight Returns reference when he says, you know, this is an operating table, and I'm the surgeon. <laughs> and that's just awesome. I can't imagine how many people wanted to hear Adam West say right. those lines. I mean, they referenced The Dark Knight Returns. This is about the opposite story of that, and they still <laughs> worked it in to where it made sense and was just awesome. <laughs> they also had the The Dark Knight Rises jab at the end, <laughs> where, um, you know, he he uh, Catwoman says they can go off together and live in a cafe and (laughs) and i think i think it was robin where he says holy unsatisfactory ending (laughs) right (laughs) just totally totally ripping on the dark knight rises um let's see what else what were some of the other what was some of your other favorite things yeah so some of those other funny moments um we've
0: already talked about it but the bat rocket is just hilarious the fact that there is a bat rocket of course you never know when you're gonna need it yeah um there wasn't as many things labeled. There was a bunch of labels, not as many as I would have wanted. I wanted everything to have labels on it. But... Right.
1: I would have. I would have liked more, but uh, I did love the ones we saw. The abandoned frozen food factory <laughs> label.
0: <laughs> um, there's also a moment where they use the Bat computer to analyze something, and it's just like this. It's just a bunch of blinking lights like they had in the movie and the TV show, and Batman says something along the lines of, "This has the." the information of two encyclopedias in it, (laughs) all that brain power,
1: (laughs) such cutting edge technology.
0: Yeah. And then I think the, probably the moment when I, when I laughed the hardest, I think this is one of your favorite ones too, is when, um, so Batman is like, start, he's having the effects of the, the bat nap on him. And so he goes to the police station and he's, or this is before he shows up. So he's not doing any police work. He's not answering any calls or anything. And so, um Chief O'Hara comes in and says and the commissioner asks him so have you have you made any progress in that um, in that shoplifting case and Chief O'Hara just says oh, i don't know like <laughs> witnesses and
1: suspects i don't know and <laughs> commissioner gordon's just like well, say no more i know how hard police work is <laughs> <laughs> so yeah there's... this was this was my favorite part because we just talked about in the review how worthless Look out to the police are they just right. sit around waiting for batman to do their job and this this had me laughing harder than anything <laughs>
0: and yeah and so they're trying to get a hold of batman on their special phone and so the commissioner said that he's tried calling every 20 minutes and and chief o'hara says well maybe you should try call him again you should try
1: calling him again and
0: the commissioner's like that's exactly what i was thinking <laughs>
1: <laughs> they can do literally nothing without batman yep (laughs) yeah so eventually batman shows up and decides to he would be the best one to be put in charge of gotham so he he has he tells uh commissioner gordon and chief o'hara just to take off their uniform (laughs) because they don't deserve it and batman's got the replica ray and he creates replicas of himself a new police commissioner and a new chief and it is just hilarious he goes around having them Basically, replica, uses the replica replica array to make new Batman for every important role in the city, which includes mayor. And he, ha- he always has he has the the mayor Batman sign ready to yeah. take over. He becomes the judge, and the best one is at that restaurant or wherever they were at, where he becomes the chef. Right, <laughs> because because uh, being a good cook is just as much of a science as it is an art, <laughs> and they need somebody good. The people right. of Gotham deserve the best food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that just that whole sequence of him taking over the town
0: with all the replicas of himself, and then like you see all of the jobs like he's sweeping
1: the street, he's like delivering <laughs> newspapers and whatnot. And he just, he's taken over everything. He does get some new tech made, like cool new Batmobile and yeah. some <laughs> other other stuff. He takes advantage of that, and so he because of this because of the the effects of the
0: the bat um, the batnip on him too. He's also fired Alfred and kicked um, kicked Robin, Robin out. out of the house. And so that Alfred's
1: living on the streets because he didn't have any savings. Um, yeah, we just we just see him walking around and we think he's just a bum because he apparently didn't save any of the money or Bruce played him really poorly. <laughs> uh, but I don't think that was... But that was part of the story. Um, right. <laughs> but it was funny seeing Alfred just walk around looking in cans and everything.
0: Yeah, and, and then so it's up to Robin to, to basically try to get Batman get his senses back and so uh, Catwoman is going to help him too
1: and this and, this and I liked through. how they I liked how they really revolved the story around the three cast members who are still alive so yeah. like they worked it in better than I thought they would where it was Batman Robin and Catwoman were the main points of the story
0: mm-hmm. and yeah that goes back to what you're saying about like at the beginning it did seem like they were just going to redo the 1966 movie with the same rogue gallery and kind of doing this same thing. But then they, they had a good plot device to get rid of the three that aren't re- returning cast members. Right. Like you said, revolve it around those that were, were coming
1: back. Um So the plot, Robin yeah, and the plot wasn't the main point, but I was pleasantly surprised by how good it was. And it was, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. It was more interesting than I thought it would be plot wise.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, Watching the 1966 movie, I can barely remember what the plot is because it's not important. It's just right. a funny, goofy Batman movie. Yeah, so so this is all set up and Robin and Batman get to fight and they have a utility belt <laughs> show off. <laughs> Classic duel, utility, utility belt show off. <laughs> and um, Catwoman has prepared an antidote to her Batnip to give to Batman and they give him the antidote and it doesn't work and it's because he reveals that he's already taking taken the bat anti antidote. He predicted that move, <laughs> <Right. it> coming. <laughs> and so he he leaves them to die in one of those fortunate devices that you know lowers you into a pit of something while the bad person is away so that you can escape. And yep. so his chosen thing is <laughs> like radioactive material, and Robin and Catwoman are safe because they
1: he sprayed anti isotope spray all over them. <laughs> Right. Right after he knocked, gave Catwoman the knockout gas. Right. <laughs> and so uh, Batman takes over the,
0: what is the show? The Gotham, the Gotham Palace. Palace.
1: Yep. The, the in-universe variety Everybody, show. Everybody's favorite variety show. Right.
0: <laughs> and that's like where the final showdown happens. And this is where they, they've released all of the old villains
1: from the prison. So you get to see all of these these cool old villain villains from the TV show. Yeah, so we see, like, Mr. Freeze and the Archer and some other... There's a whole bunch of them and, like, villains who were created just for the show, like Egghead and King Tut, which was really cool. They just had a small cameo, but it was cool to see them all, how they honored the past by doing that.
0: Mm-hmm. And so there's a bunch of Batmans there, and they're, he's fighting with all of the, the villains. And Alfred comes and saves the day because he's created an anti-anti-antidote or something something along those lines (laughs) because evidently batman explains to alfred that they have a long long long-standing relationship and they they have a long-term understanding that if batman were ever to fire alfred it could only be because he was under the influence of mind control and he left specific instructions and recipes for the (laughs) exact formula he needed to
1: make to save batman absolutely that only makes sense. I mean, right. why else Why else would that work? So we get to see from there, there's sort of a chase down. They track down the original villains for their trying to steal prized possessions in Gotham. Uh, and eventually, of course, Batman and Robin stop them and, and save them. But that's sort of the main story of it. But yeah, this was a lot of fun. Yeah. I was not
0: expecting to laugh as much as I did. I, th- I might honestly say that I laughed as much if not more than I did during the 1966 movie just because they they really went all out
1: on the jokes in this movie. Oh yeah, and there's modern references for mm-hmm. people to understand and you know, they take they've got 50 years worth of like pop culture impact that they can play with. So they had they did a lot of cool things with that. Mhm.
0: And because it was animated they got to do the crazier stuff like going to space and yeah.
1: the the insane action and Batman just beating people up (laughs) yeah and and adam west uh adam west batman looked bulked up quite a bit i mean he was he wasn't massive or anything but he was a lot bigger than he was in the tv series relatively speaking um so overall i think we both definitely recommend it for batman fans or anybody looking for a good comedy um where would you like to see him go from here i know they've got the the sequels already been announced with william shatner's two-faced what else would you like to see
0: yeah, I'm really looking forward to that movie with Two-Face. And then um, from there, I mean, I love this universe. It's so goofy and so much fun. I think they could do a whole bunch of different stories with with these characters. And as long as Adam West and Burt Ward are willing to do it and around to do it, I don't see why they shouldn't.
1: Yeah, And if it's this quality, I would be fine with watching one a year. Yeah. Or anything like that. Um So I hope they they keep them coming and I would love to see sort of a crossover like we talked about the other day with Wonder Woman and maybe George Reeves Superman showing up and Mm -hmm. old school Justice League or even a modern take on the Super Friends cartoons, something like that. Uh, I would just love to see that. But even if they do just Batman movies, I'll be fine with that. It's just cool to see, to hear Adam West and Burt Ward and Julie Newmar playing those roles that are so iconic. Yeah. All right. So I think that's it. We'll, uh, the movie's out today for digital release, or it comes out on blu-ray and DVD on November 1st. So definitely check us out, check it out. Let us know what you think. Um, yeah, we'll be back again tomorrow. Please remember to subscribe and, and rate and review us on iTunes. We're a, a new podcast and that really helps us out to spread the word. So please consider doing that if you want to and think we deserve it. So that's it. We'll be back tomorrow.